0: Oh man. So my wife says I should stop, uh, being so angry with social media and it's not a unjustified anger. I think my confusion is I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the intrinsic value of why people are so, why they gravitate to social media and everything they do right now. Um, does that make sense? I
1: mean, yeah, we literally had the, the story we talked about earlier in Quick Hits, which if you haven't checked out Quick Hits, go click the video and watch Quick Hits uh, this week where we cover the week's top news stories from our perspective. Um, where the Tesla driver, guy rents a Tesla, drives it over a giant hill in Echo Park and crashes it into two cars. That's not enough. Dude then decides to post it on social media. Like, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I don't get it. So... Um, one thing I, I've been kind of like I, I, my former life I was a quote unquote business person like that was that was my thing. I ate and breathed uh, P and Ls, so I could tell you, you ate and the historic P and Ls, profit and oh, loss. Okay, statements.
1: that's not what it sounded like you said the first time.
0: <laughs> oh right. yeah, that, yeah, make sure I enunciate profit, and, or just like say it out, profit and loss. I did not eat pee. <laughs> hey. I ate and breathed profit and loss statements, um, to a point where I can kind of eyeball numbers and I'm pretty accurate with eyeballing numbers and I'm pretty, you know, pretty spot on. So it's, it's just a matter of like, I don't, I understand, um, so I'm social media to business. Then it comes into the fact of like, there's a lot of things that social media is kind of amplifying, like, you know culture, toxic positivity, addiction, and other stuff. Do you want to hear a funny like Sure, sure, thing that ties into this.
1: So ever since you sent this video and I started and I watched like the first 10, 15 minutes of it, I didn't get a chance to go all the way through. I felt like that was enough. <laughs> it was kind of like hurting me on the inside to watch more of it. Uh, I keep getting ads on social media <laughs> for like the six side hustles you need to be doing right now to make extra cash. That's it's the same ad on multiple social media platforms, and I'm just like, you guys are really missing <laughs> the mark the here. here. Like, I'm not going to click on that. Like, we have our side hustle, and this isn't even like a side hustle. This is our passion project. Like, right? It's I. I'm with you in that there is an element of addiction or. I, maybe it's not addiction, but I feel like it is. Like I feel like like people are literally addicted to what they get from social media. It's like we've talked about it in the past. So uh, like the the dopamine factory that we basically created with this, where it's like, oh, did I get likes? Oh, I got more likes. Oh, yay! Like to the point where I went in and turned off all the notifications from social media things when it comes to likes and you know, those shares, anything like along those lines. I will just remember, like, oh, hey, it's been a while since I've been on Facebook, and I'll go on Facebook, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I got a couple notifications, cool, whatever. Like... There used to be a point where every single time I get a "Hey, so and so liked your post," I was like, "Oh, I gotta click it." Why? I already know that they liked my post. Which post did they like? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you know, now I use, if anything, the, the notifications I get are because Panacea is posting new photos or is added to their story, and I want to know what they're making this week so I can decide which day to go get the special. It's like that's pretty and much that's,
0: it, and that's fair, right? Yeah, um, that's.
1: A, I feel like that's a the valid, you know, kind of use case for social media in that regard.
0: So, so to to go further on, there's I, I shared a uh, video, and we're gonna link it to, we're gonna, uh, we're going to link to it in the description or something, somewhere down there. Um, the toxic world of self help, and it's on YouTube, and the the channel is, gosh, whose channel is it? I'm getting so bad with this. I don't want to like play it. It's playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play it. It's playing. <laughs> James Janney
0: james janney so I, I just like kind of bumped into this guy and uh, it was pretty interesting so let me kind of back up before social media there was the the self-help movement of the late 80s into like around the mid to late 90s and
1: like seven habits could... of highly effectual people or whatever right
0: Effective people. Yeah. That's, that's probably my new word that I made up. Yeah. That's not, I was trying to, I was like low key, like that's not a word, dude, but you know, if you're going to go on a limb and do that. Um, so I basically, I grew up in business in that era. Right. And everybody's like, read this book, read this book, read this book. And I'm like, you know, how many books can I read? And one of my biggest criticisms was as a company, you would read these books, but you wouldn't practice any of it. Um, Well, social media has amplified that same toxicity of self-help. And it's, well, let me back up. The loop is this. How far back can you go, Andre? I I don't know. Probably the (laughs) dinosaur days today. You read a book and you read another book and you read another book and you read another book. And unless you're really paying attention, you'll never notice if all the principles are the same. They're literally all the same. You just have to execute on some of them. Um, well, social media's amplified that whole thing, but they've branched out into, you know, six ways to do this, five ways to do this, seven ways to do this. And it goes back to the dopamine thing. Like when I would teach people how to do time management, I would literally tell them, Hey, we're gonna take a, a legal planner, we're gonna separate it into two halves. You're gonna write down what you wanna do and what you have to do. Well, I've got these things. I'm like, no, you don't. We're gonna go, we're gonna look at your calendar later but we're only gonna go off the top of your head what you wanna do and what you have to do. And people would write those things down and i said, Look, let's look at your calendar. What appointments do you have? Oh, I just have like three, okay. All the other stuff in your calendar, like delete it. You know what people, they would feel like, oh my God, my life is so much easier. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's super simple, right?
1: <laughs> Barely an inconvenience.
0: Yeah, but every time you do that same exercise, you feel a a little bit of stress is, you know, removed from your life. It's the same thing with self-help. Like they remove a layer of stress because you're, you maybe identify the problem that you're having or struggling with and you address it a little bit. Then you go to the next book or the next, you know, next fad and you do the same thing. But you haven't maintained the other thing that you were doing and then it's like those things start to pile up. Um, and I think that the two things are feeding off each other, where people, they, you know, they do feel a sense of uh, dismay or they're disjointed or they're stressed out. Um, and, and really, most people aren't stressed out. And I, I, this is another Andreism. You have stress and pressure. Stress is what you can't manage. It, it's like it's coming at you and it, it's, you can't manage it. And pressure is the extra work or things that you have to do that is manageable. And I say it in a pressure-filled world. I don't say in a stress-filled world. Things that I'm just like, yeah, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. I don't I don't mess with it anymore. But pressure, I can deal with that. I can deal with short-term pressure. Does that mean I work an extra four hours? Or does it mean this or that? Um, and tying it all back to this, how social media is amplifying these bad, negative habits for people, I think it's crazy. Everybody wants a side hustle example uber go go drive uber go do doordash and then you boomerang around in like 45 days you're pissed why i'm working seven days a week you know i work 12 hours or eight hours at my job then i'm working you know nine hours at my side hustle that's a job fool it's it's not a side hustle
1: you're not making enough driving an uber or a lyft or whatever to really make it worth the time that you're putting into it like right if you want that to be your full time job, make that your full time job. That's fine. Like I'm not saying that driving Uber and Lyft is bad inherently. Nope. But I'm just like, yeah, that's not a side hustle. Like, I I don't know. It's I still think like if you you know yeah we all have our jobs our day to day jobs right that we that we have to work, um, and. Then you have the stuff that you want to do, right? Your passions, your hobbies, the, the time you want to spend with your family, you want to take your dog for a walk, you want to go to the beach. Like, yeah, those are things I want to do cuz I'm down at the beach.
0: <laughs> yeah, <that shit>. Chris <laughs> gave us a whole list. Yeah. He's um, like I want to take my dog for a walk, I want to go to the beach. I did. Dude, you're one like of seven minutes two things the today. Beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just I guess one of the things that I've realized after and I like I'm going to say this and you're going to be like, "Oh, but" part of it was like meeting you and spending more time with you and kind of like seeing how you organize yourself, right? Like that was something where I looked at that and I was like, all right, this dude has his to-do list and he focuses on that and he says, these are the things I got to get done. And then like he figures out how to manage his time so that he can get these other things in that he wants to do. And I think that's kind of what you were alluding to with like the legal pad where it's like, you got the things you want to do you got the things you have to do. And if you get the things done that you have to do, then you have time to do the things you want to do. So it's really not that complicated. Like, having a routine is a fairly basic step. And I, I put this article though? in here. Well, it is it, it is and it isn't, right? Like, <laughs> it's basic in that it doesn't take much for you to actually develop a routine. Like, you just have to stick to it. I have never been good at exercising. Exercising is one of those things that I have struggled with throughout my life. I've had spurts and fits where I'm like, I'm going to run this week or this month. And then eventually something happens and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I fall down some stairs, right? Uh, that happened to me last year, a year, year and a half ago this time one of the things that i found is i've worked it into my actual routine like every day i've got it figured out where it works so that i can drop my kid off at school i can drive to the y i do my exercise yes it's water aerobics yes andre's gonna laugh at me for that (laughs) but i love it i'm not laughing i know know. and yes like everybody else that's in there is (laughs) over 60 and but i'm you're going you're with like the, one of the things the head of the class yeah, one of the things <laughs> that i love about it is that it's something that my wife and i do together right and she's dope. she's pregnant right now and so it's helpful for her to be in the water because it relieves a lot of the stress from her body and so it's been really great bonding opportunity for us to spend some time together. We've made some friends with some of the people that are in the class, which is really they're cool. Like 60. Yeah, I know, but they all think it's adorable that we show up and work out together in their class with them. Like that's a, it's like a big family. Okay,
0: so I'm not. All right, I'll take that back because one, I'll tell you one thing I used to do. I used to purposely like sit down with older people, like at a coffee shop or whatever. And I'm like, hey, so what? How long have you been married? And they like tell me like. So what's the secret? A lot of the jokes that people say of like, just say yes to what she says or learn how to say I'm sorry. I'm like, that's true. Yeah. Um, real talk. My wife and I, uh, we celebrated our, on last Friday, 16 years of marriage and we've been together for 21 years. Uh Sorry. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I know that's not uh, what you were of, going for, but you had to know yeah, that there yeah, was a good opportunity that Chris yeah, was going to yeah, do
0: that. <laughs> well played, well played. Um, but the, the trick to that is some of the wisdom I, I stole from people that have done something I wanted to accomplish has played a part in that, right? Um, so it's cool that you can get admiration from people that are probably older than you and say, "Hey, you're you know that's cool that you guys are doing this because it's probably very encouraging." So. I don't want to. I do want to laugh about the word oh, exercise, but I do. But I also want to like give some value to the fact that that's pretty cool, right? Because I'm not 60. Uh, I try to impart whatever things i learned in life to my kids and my friends and family, because I want to see them have a better life. So it's cool when people that have been where you are can recognize that you're doing something healthy for you. So that's dope. Yeah. Um, but. It, you're right. Routines aren't complicated. You just have to really sit down and commit to what you don't have to do like big things, right? Oh. Uh like I, on me on the other hand, I don't like to exercise with my wife because it's distracting. Like I'm like, no, I just seem to be in my zone. Like you're messing me up. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't wanna work at your pace. I mean that's just like a, yeah. a thing that we work through. So it's cool that you can do that. I have friends that their wives don't work and I'm like not envious, but I'm like, Yeah, that'd be great if we didn't have to have both people work. Hell, hell, you're like that. So it's like, I'm always on the sideline going, man, I must be doing something wrong. (laughs) No, you just have more money than the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) You can get advice and you can get all this wisdom, but is it the right wisdom that we're getting? And and like self-help, it was a problem in the the mid-90s when I was coming up in business because it's just like, it is an addiction. Like you go to the next book because you feel like you're you're not addressing something and or people recommend you or your company recommends you oh you should read this book it's just unhealthy that was
1: the thing that i was going to bring up is that during my time at e area and i think you probably remember this vividly too because we were working very closely together at this time like when i got promoted to management we had a relatively new team of managers people that hadn't really managed other people before
0: yeah, inexperience is the bad
1: Yeah, part. all right. That's thank you. We had a relatively inexperienced team of managers that were leading different departments in the company, and so one of the things that they thought would be helpful was to start like a book club sort of deal where they, and then we had like the was it the EOS the um,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> entrepreneurial operating system, um, and every quarter there was a different book that we had to read and it was you know one time and then when there was who moved my cheese right when the company got the the vc investment it was like oh you know who moved my cheese because everything's gonna change and i'm like yeah this is not this is stupid like this is this is basic it's not helpful no it's not helpful and every single time that we would read a book all that it ultimately did was convince the ceo that there was some new magic formula to make us successful And so now we had to incorporate whatever it was that he liked from the new book into what we already were doing that he still liked. And then he would just throw out the things that he didn't like anymore. And so at the end of it, we had this horrible hodgepodge of self-help business tactics that we were trying to use to manage all of these different departments and to lead teams. And it was just like. I just remember I, I literally took a picture at one point because I found all of them like this massive stack and I'm like I read every single one of these and I literally learned nothing from them that I didn't learn by working my day job like just doing the day-to-day work and and also getting advice from people who had been there before some of that was you I mean a lot of it was you but there were other people in the company that gave good advice to at times and we're like hey I see you're having this problem. I've been there. My recommendation or what worked for me was X, Y, Z. All right, cool, let me see if that works. Oh, wow, that actually makes my job a hell of a lot easier. Like, I think you were the person who told me, instead of waiting until Thursday to write down the list of everything you've done for the week, like, just keep a running tab of like, you accomplished this task, you accomplished this task, you accomplished this task. Like, your team achieves this goal. That way, at the end of the week, you're just like, boom, Weekly email done. <laughs> Made my yeah. life so much easier.
0: There, there's, there's a, uh, I, I do credit Stephen Covey. I, 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 would say that as far as the management stuff, he would be like one of the pioneers. Um, and the principles that he used in like his courses and stuff like that were probably uh, they were copycatted by a lot of people, and even in some of the stuff I see, like today, it's like. It's copied from the same principles that I saw back in the '90s, um, and it's like, well, that's, well, it's just repackaging, right? I, I don't, I, I don't want to like discredit. Well, actually, I do because I think they're, they're, you know, when people start to look for the same book just by a different author, like time after time again, you're never going to do anything. That in the video that we're going to share from YouTube. It's, it brings a good point. Like, you get addicted to it, and you're waiting for the next book. You're waiting for the next, you know, like you said, the magic secret to fix it. Yeah. That's stupid. Um,
1: well, and I think it also removes the idea that you can solve your own problems. You know, like to some degree, it's like I'm incapable of solving this on my own. Whatever it is that I feel like I'm come up against, I need somebody else to tell me how to fix this. Somebody else has already done right. the work, and it'll be easier if I just do what they did. And I think, like again, it's fine to get advice from people and to to follow that to some degree. But I think there's also like the individual experience that you have of solving that problem, of learning from the mistakes that you make along the way, that gives you a greater insight than you're ever going to get from just reading a book. You know, I mean like you can read a book about walking through the woods or you could just take a walk through the woods. And I think ultimately you're going to get a lot more out of the actual walk than you did reading the book that somebody else describes. Well, there were a lot of leaves on the ground. There were some twigs too. There was a bush over there and there was a deer, I think over there, but it was kind of far away. So it was hard for me to see. And then I got shot by a hunter and that was the end of the story.
0: There, are so many times where I actually look at um, what's. Um, I, I look back when I would be in uh, in these scrum meetings because agile is so important. So if you're a developer out there, I think agile's stupid. Um, and if you want to comment, tell me if you like or dislike agile in the comments. I've actually heard of non-programming uh, teams using agile, and I think that's stupid. Um, yeah my team was forced to do that at one point the they even had us
1: ever. using software development management tools to manage our processes and tasks because they thought that that made more sense and it would give them greater visibility and I mean you guys are basically isn't every team basically like a dev team no Just the secret is <laughs> <It's> stupid. no <laughs> it's stupid it's stupid <laughs> It's just dumb. It's just a bunch of Jira <laughs> licenses you didn't need to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just dumb.
0: It's just dumb. Like it's just dumb. Um, where was I going before I got sidetracked? I'm sorry. Um, you're talking about agile. No, I just think. Yeah, it's like you you understand, and I think every business is the same. You understand if you're successful, if your customers come back. And the, the word customer can be internal or external. So don't get it twisted. If your external customers are spending money with you, you're probably winning. If the things that you're doing address their problems or their pain points, you're probably winning. Internal customers, those could be employees and or they could be other departments. If they're okay with, you know, asking for your help, you're probably winning.
1: Unless you don't want you're them asking stupid. for your help.
0: In which yeah. case, you're losing big time. You're losing. <laughs> like, you're like, you're just a... You're and if that's the good. case, what
1: you need to do is set up an open hours uh, portion of the day on Fridays in a large room where you can drink some beers and invite everybody to come in and tell you what it is that they need help with so you can tell them how stupid they are for asking for that help. Just kidding. Sorry, that's a little inside yeah. uh, joke for...
0: E-area. E- yeah e- area I, I, and again, I'm not a guru when it comes to business and Chris will say, well, you think you are. Well, I'm not. Um, no, said I've little, said that you're e-
1: our um, resident s- self-proclaimed business expert. Not a guru, but expert. There
0: you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there we are. <laughs> That's the one that gets my blood boiling when you say it. There we go. I'm like, what is that? Are you taking a jab yeah. at me? Um, I I just find that, well, actually, too, let me actually explain that. Things I've done throughout my years, I've learned things from other jobs. And I've transferred most of those skills, if not a lot of them, from the very, very beginning of my first job. And they work. So if they work, why not continue to do them? So you can come up with a different way to call, like, culture. It's Just treat your employees fair, fairly, right? Um, you can like I don't want to I don't want to demonize social media. I get I understand it, like fundamentally. I just don't understand how we're using yeah. it, and I think that it's now become a way to amplify bad behaviors. I'm not saying habits. I'm saying bad behaviors in our society. I think self help is good to an extent that you can manage it and understand that at some point you actually have to do the work because there's only so many books you can read. Uh, There's only so many uh, seminars you can go to. Like those seminars aren't helping you to be a better person. The books aren't helping you to be a better person. It's what you do, what you say, how you respond to things. And that's what kind of concerns me. So it's a, it's a great video. We're going to link to it. Please check it out. I I do think that uh, the two things are married together. Like, When I look at YouTube, I have to, like, tell YouTube, stop showing me this stuff. (laughs) I don't want anybody to tell me how to make, you know, $100,000 by starting a blog. Because that's not true. That's not real. Like, you can do it, yeah, but it's not in these six easy steps. That's freaking stupid. So
1: I think another great example, uh, earlier this year, like, right at the beginning of the year, I got an ad for, like how to get to 1,000 YouTube subscribers. You know, like basically just, that's it. Get to 1,000 YouTube subscribers. (laughs) And it was like this course that you signed up for. It was free, but the whole point was they were selling you everything else that they offered, right? It was, this course is a great start, but it's not going to get you where you need to go unless you buy these white papers and eBooks, And if you sign up for our, you know, $159 a month, You know exclusive club (laughs) that gets you access to all these things and like i sat there and watched a couple of the videos and i think i was out of town like when the actual course was going on And I went back and watched a couple of them. I was just like, this is garbage. Like, this is stuff we're already doing or things that we're not interested in doing. Like, I'm not, we're not going through YouTube and sitting here going, what's everybody talking about today? You know, like the new stuff that we find, it's not just the things that are trending on YouTube or are trending on Twitter. Like these are stories that we actually find interesting or funny or stupid, like that we want to call out for whatever reason, you know, the movies, this is movies that we would actually watch that we actually watch on our own, just because we have to do a review about it like
0: there are I'm not watching the notebook you, or La La Land or whatever the hell that well, shit was. you just
1: don't write like Ryan Gosling so
0: it's not that I was I would never watch did you it. ever watch driver but I did he was watch pretty good in that I didn't watch uh, not baby, baby driver,
1: driver. <laughs> baby driver was also good Oh, drive, yeah, drive. it Dr- wasn't driver <laughs> it was just drive I, I didn't watch drive that was pretty good but I
0: did watch it I did watch In the Heights where critics shit all over that movie but I thought it was a great movie yeah. and I don't re- I don't typically like musicals um, so yeah we're not gonna sit there and we're not gonna clout chase just to you know because it's, I'm just not gonna do it yeah. like social media I don't do it We're Chris and I were talking about it over the weekend or the other day I'm like yeah, I, I don't think I'm I don't think I think the way social media thinks. You're not like, wired
1: to interact with people the way that people interact on social media. Like, I think yeah, your brain just doesn't function in that format. I, I struggle with it sometimes, too. Like, I, I will find myself, I've told you this before, like, I'll find myself, like, writing comments and, like, you know, doing the angry... And then I'm like... <laughs> This person, you are not changing this person's mind. Like, don't waste your time.
0: That's where they are. Yeah,
1: that's exactly it. Like, that's where they are. There's no point in engaging with this person. There are times where I see the opening, right? Where it's like, all right, we're not that far apart here. Maybe it's a it's a matter of semantics. Maybe it's that we just see things a little bit differently, and that's okay. Like, that's the other thing that I've kind of the approach that I've taken with more of my, like, especially the Chris and Andre show social media presence on Twitter is like. Here's what I think, right? Based on the information that I have. If I'm missing something, like let me know. You know, maybe maybe right. there's an article I didn't read. Maybe I'm not maybe I forgot something that happened and people be like, "Oh, this." And I'll be like, alright, yeah, okay, cool, thank you, like, I appreciate that, you know, like, it's not that hard, we were talking about it earlier, right, and, like, the secrets to being happy in your marriage, like, just say yes, or learning to say you're sorry, like, that's something, that's a skill that doesn't exist on the internet for the most part, people are never willing to come back and say, hey, I'm sorry, I screwed, like, I was wrong, you know, it's not that hard.
0: (laughs) I, I, I just, um, and and I'm trying to, um, I'm not trying to give the impression I hate social media. I understand. I I see the the value that it could it could provide, but I also see that it it's a it's the bullhorn of stupid, right? Uh, and not stupid to say that you're not intelligent, but it's like the the easy path. Well, it's the reinforcement
1: um, of bad behaviors, like you were
0: talking about earlier, right? And and I, I think that's what that like just you know. In a society that's got like probably teetering on the edge of like, like one extreme or the other, I don't think that's a good thing. Like I don't think we have the the social capacity to manage that uh, very well. I agree. That kind of creeps me out. Yeah,
1: I mean it's one of those things where that it's become a place where the the extremists can flock to and feel validated or vindicated because of the engagement that they get one way or the other. It doesn't matter if people are agreeing with them or disagreeing because they've already made up their minds. Right. If I post something, but it'll never,
0: be, it'll never be perfectly balanced. As
1: <laughs> you know what it was for a little while, but then it kind of fell off a little bit. But, but. You,
0: but even, even if you look at the, some of the replies, so like, can you give some context behind one? Of these yeah. Things? Okay. Because so
1: Sports Center posted uh, this thing about the Charlotte Hornets saying that they had a 500 record. They were 500 across, across everything across <laughs> everything like everything. 500 overall, 500 against the East, 500 against the West. I don't even remember, 500 against something on the road, 500 at home. Like all five ways that you could have bench essentially be 500 in the NBA, they were a perfect 500. And so my comment was, in other words, not that good (laughs) (laughs) and somebody else commented like or not that bad (laughs) and for the longest time people understood the assignment as cardi b likes to say and were liking both of them equally to basically and someone screenshotted and like circled like ah perfect balance and i of course came back with my pop culture meme from thanos with the little the knife blade and stuff um which also got some some love, but yeah, it's just, I mean, like I I liked the guys post when he said, you know, or not that good, or not that bad, because it's true. Like, I mean, five. granted, yeah. if you're 500 in the NBA, you're probably... You're, it,
0: or in baseball. Even if you're 500 in baseball, you're going to the freaking uh, playoffs. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah the playoffs man.
1: have been expanded so much now that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> Apparently <true. laughs> in college, you have to be really good, but once you get to the pros, you just have to be mediocre, and then you can go to the it's playoffs. Like,
0: <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, but not to, not to take away from what you're saying. No, no, it. no,
1: but it's just one of those things where you do, you get a lot of engagement you get a lot of people that are like chiming in and all that and yeah like it's cool to see a lot of people engaging with something that you posted but at no point am i like man i am awesome because i post like it was a stupid five word post like it doesn't matter it's not a conversation no it's not a conversation it was just it's a joke is what it is i am
0: still upset because nobody has given what's his name oh
1: Stephen miller Crap
0: about Steve being on T-Mobile. T-Mobile. <laughs> I'll throw that <laughs> out there at my, some
1: point. Like I, I,
0: I, That's where my brain my brain went there. And everybody's like, you know his parents plan." I'm like, he's on T-Mobile. So like, the other thing that I think Twitter in
1: particular, more than like a lot of the other, in Instagram maybe a little bit, and TikTok I think is, is what has really picked up on this though. It makes everybody think that they're a comedian, right? That's fair. Like, everybody's out there trying to make the joke trying to get one over and they treat it like it's a roast it's not like making good high quality jokes it's like how can i trash this person and get a laugh out of somebody else right and it's just one of the like that's I, one of those things the TikTok videos and stuff that i see it's a lot i mean and i have those moments too where i'm like oh i could make this video and it'd be kind of funny probably and, yeah, like, I do this stuff I'm on Twitter, too, because, but it's mostly because I'm trying to get engagement for our show. I'm trying to get, like, people to see us a little bit, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I – but here's where I uh, – it goes back to what you said before about the course, right? So a little bit more context. We work at a uh, digital media company. Uh, I have – I'm a developer. He's a marketer. The things that people are selling you on, like websites or YouTube channels, whatever, like those are all like day one things for people that worked in the uh, media industry, so or that have the technical uh, capability to create them. So it's not interesting to me, right? Um,
1: and I think you and I understand yeah. the inner workings behind the scenes a little bit more than than the average right. person that's on there. Like we understand. Not that we worked at Twitter or Facebook or any of those like major social media networks, but we understand the idea behind algorithms, the idea behind machine learning driving, suggesting things to you, and that it is an imperfect game at best. But
0: dude, let's just (laughs) reiterate: I wrote an imperfect algorithm to tell like my team what to put in emails, and it was pretty successful. And it was super imperfect. But it still like
1: <laughs> required some level of human intervention, right? If you just automatically right. took the top 10 things that came out from that query or that algorithm, then sometimes you were putting stuff in there that you didn't really want to be sharing with the entire audience. Again, because right. there were times where people on our site would write stuff that was heinous, like horrible things right. that got a lot of attention. Because it was a lot of people coming in and being like, "This is wrong. Like you sh- can't be saying this stuff." And that's the thing that I think social media fails at a lot is it amplifies the wrong voices sometimes, not all the time, but s- more often than it should. It it. So this is one of the things that I learned early on. After so that's e a bi-
0: what you're saying is it's not objective. It's like it's not subjective. It's very binary. What you're yeah. saying. Like, you can't amp, you either amplify the wrong voices too much or you amplify the right voices all the time. And I I think that where people miss the mark with when it comes to, and and it's not just about social media at surface, but it's about what they're trying to market to you. And the pivot to everything is an, everything is a product, yourself included. Eyeballs. Is dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It is. Um, and and I think the like, thing that they
1: struggle with is, like, they've tried doing things like sentiment analysis, right, to determine. But when something – when somebody posts something and you get – I mean, I see this on Twitter all the time now where you'll see – I'll see uh, – was it like – I don't even remember who it was. Some stupid representative <laughs> posted something stupid And 90% of the responses that I saw were people saying, like, you're an idiot. Like, this is dumb. But it gets rocketed to the top of the trending because everybody's commenting on it. So what does it ultimately also do? It elevates that voice to other people who may not read the comments. They just see, oh, this is trending. And they read it, and they're like, oh, is that what a lot of people feel right now because it's trending? like.
0: Oh, you're right. A lot of people don't read the comments.
1: And good on you, to some you, degree,
0: that's, because that's the comments a, are a dangerous actually, place to end up. But I, I actually probably overlooked that. A lot of people may not look to see, like I'll see something and I'll say, why is this, why does this have 70 comments? Yeah. And I'll actually read it. And I'll actually read through the comments before, well, sometimes I comment, but most times I don't. Most people don't do that. Yeah that's actually a pretty good point i don't i don't my yeah my brain is not wired to to work on social media <laughs>
1: like it's it's hard I, work I, I mean i'm not i'm not like trying to toot my own horn here but <laughs> it is like it's not it's it's a tricky medium to navigate because especially when you're trying to you know be a bit of a public presence like we are for the show right i'm not out here trying to like overly alienate people
0: and but to be fair we're, yeah we're not trying to like spout one opinion over the yeah. other to like just to, just for clarification absolutely
1: like i think if anything like one of the things that i really appreciate about our show or just us in general is that we we look at things from both sides even when we're both on the same side, right? Like, we might both be standing on this, but we can look at it and say, like, is there value in that? You know, is there something that we're missing? Like, we...
0: Hell, the don't say say gay bill. Like, legit, that is something where people are going to miss the mark on. And people are having the wrong damn conversation about this bill
1: on purpose. And that's more of that manufactured outrage, right? Which, again, it's because outrage drives attention. It drives engagement. You get a thousand comments about how horrible this is. But at the same time, you're also elevating that bit of content for some other people who might not have seen it. Otherwise, you know, people want to make fun of the former Cheeto and chief, uh, for like, I mean, I'm doing it right now. Honestly, like I'm making fun of him for his orange skin or for being overweight or because his hair is crazy or because he wears the stupid long ties or because he looks horrible when he plays golf and all white, like, there are a million other reasons that we should not like Donald Trump, and yet we we get sucked into these, like, uh, surface-level, you know, like, observations and criticisms that, at the same time, like, I, you know, I'm one of those people who's like, well, you know, tell my kid, like, well, we shouldn't judge others by how they look, you know? Like, we need to treat people by the character of their, you know... Uh, oh, yeah, Jesus sorry, Christ. I Just almost did this. that. I almost did. I wasn't
0: even... Yeah, one of those right... Writer- Right-wing racist, low-key MFs trying to use MLK's words against everybody yeah. else. I hate. I was that was un- unintentional. That
1: just... I'm also not a right-wing MF or just start that you need to know yeah, that. But I'm that's just... for everybody else, just to clear that up.
0: <laughs> but it's but it's pathetic. I think that. Um, so I, I think I, I share that because I I see that uh, actually I tell my kids all the time, the internet's not new. Number one. So I was using the internet on like before CompuServe. I was using BBS and stuff like that. So I'm like a I'm like really an old school not as old as some people I know, old school like computer You're nerd. Old as F. But secondly, yeah, it, it's like you guys think that the internet is this new thing. It's just another channel of entertainment and or media. Um, and now we're like when I see the self help thing, that was something I started to push against In my corporate days, I'm like, I'm not reading that book. I would just tell people I'm not going to read the book. I'm just not. I I don't need to read any more books. Um, And it's like this book is saying the same thing just by a different author. So we're moving the same ills that we had in the, and I think the late 90s or mid 90s to late 90s, well, actually into 2000, was a terrible time for society just in how business was operating. And the
1: internet became, like, a really popular thing and, like, accessible to more people at a base level at the same time. <laughs> like, it was really probably not the greatest coincidences. You're probably...
0: You're actually, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, there was so, that whole... Like, I mean, my parents didn't know what to do with the internet when we got it, you know? Like, I mean, I was... Oh. 10, 11 years old, and I basically had unfettered access to a computer that had internet. Like, not the greatest idea. No offense, Mom and Dad, because I know yeah. you guys didn't know, but it's just like, there's a lot of weird shit out there on the internet that you can find. You want to know why Chris turned yeah, yeah. out the way he did? Internet. <laughs> no, that's not fair. It's really <laughs> the Simpsons'
0: fault. Yeah, But you're not, I mean, well, you're, you're not wrong in either account, kind of, but... Uh, <laughs> and my weirdo college I just friends think, yeah I, I I just think that they're, we're moving and we're it's it's funny to me that Gen Z that group that and I don't like the whole generational thing but Gen Z that s- supposed demographic is latching on to the 90s and they're also taking on some of the 90s like ill-fated you know passions such as self-help uh, grunge such music as a, uh, I'm just grunge <laughs> music <laughs> the romanticizing of of, of mental illness yeah. I think that's something that we, we're not being careful of the romanticizing of uh, uh, you know work all day and you'll get the, the reward and that's a, even Translate like late that.
1: 80s you know I mean like the 80s was really big on sure. you know like work yourself to death now so that you can enjoy life later kind of thing
0: but we pulled out of that for a we little did. bit like we literally pulled after divorce rates spiked yeah. up And now we're just kind of like repackaged that into side hustles. That's and but that's the thing Uh, that
1: that was one of the things that honestly made my life so much better was when I got out of that belief that like if I do everything possible for my job that it asked me to do right now, I will reap the rewards later. Like delaying gratification. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That. We've talked about this story before. I'll bring it up because it's one of my favorites. But I had a vacation planned for the same weekend that E-Area was launching a brand new version of their website. I was coming down here to the beach to spend it with my family. My cousins were coming in from out of town. I hadn't seen them in a while. I was very excited. I was bringing my whole family with me. And I checked with my boss and was like, yo, I put in for this time. And he was like, well, then you should be good. And I went to leave. Andre was like week one on the job and the ceo is like where the f- do you think you're going and i'm like i'm going to the beach and he was like we're launching a new website tomorrow and i'm like and i'll be online um and so yeah like it just I, that was the moment for me like personally where i realized man i did the right thing like if i'd have stayed behind yeah. my wife would have been pissed my like, family would have been upset that I had kind of had to be. I mean, like, mad at me, but they would have been like, oh, that really sucks that you couldn't come. I would have missed out on that opportunity to see my daughter at, like, I don't know, less than a year old interact with her cousin who is also less than a year old for the first time. Like, there's amazing, adorable pictures, and like, they have this incredibly cute, close bond now because every Fourth of July we get together. And that was the start of all that. And I could have blown that simply because my boss wanted me to stay behind to make sure not because I hadn't done my job because he had no way of verifying that but because he was worried something might go wrong and that I wouldn't
0: be available well to be fair you had everything um, secure with my experience (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> true. But I, again, like well, they have it, internet down I, at in the beach. Honesty, granted, it, it took a while for the website to get to me because <laughs> that's how the internet works.
0: In all honesty, though, it's it, I'm glad that you learned that lesson younger than older because it took me a long time in my life to realize that. That's when I started to decide that, hey, I need to you know divorce myself from this company. I just wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, and I I I don't. I go back to this like super simple conclusion on the internet. Yeah, the internet is a great invention of society, um, on the consumer side. But the number one websites that we use are still porn sites. So yeah. uh, it, it it's great that we can do all these things, but the most trafficked, you know, tra- trafficked trafficked sites. Yeah, I was like, I'm starting to get old. The most trafficked sites are. I was like, making, doing my George Bush impression. The most traffic sites are still porn sites, um, so I'm still not convinced. Um, so I don't I don't know. I just I I I'm not naive, but I want people to try to ask more questions. I think that's where people just get intellectually lazy about the whole process i
1: agree it's the and that's um, where i i think you're you're on to something there when it comes to social media like people are less interested in asking questions on social media and more interested in stating their opinions and then once it's stated they feel like they have to defend that position t- until it's all over right like i will defend my my stupid opinion to the death because it was the opinion i wrote once like who cares, man? Like, I've said so many stupid things that I don't even agree with anymore. On this podcast, probably. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah, only been doing I, it for, like, actually, two years. <laughs>
0: yeah. I actually literally uh, was just hearing somebody about, like, there's a lot of um, people in the entertainment industry I listen to The Breakfast Club and a, a lot of other, like, entertainment-focused things. And I'll tell you right now, the black culture is not about this cancel culture. I think cancel culture has... It missed an exit. (laughs) The exit it should have been was, like, a modern way to protest. Now it's turned to, you will be be forgotten. Well, that's never going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, the idea that we're somehow going to erase you from,
1: like, all human memory, right? I mean, the internet, they always say, what happens on the internet lasts forever. Um, It's not Vegas. No, it's... (laughs) damn That's clowns funny. but no you're absolutely <laughs> right like there's there's that um and it's it's ridiculous because now what it's actually what cancel culture has really created is almost like cancel culture martyrs right it's not
0: even a it's not even a culture no, but you know it's what a, it, like, it's a word the idea
1: of canceling people a, what it does is it actually boosts their profile more than if we just yes. didn't pay attention to them like all of the calling out and all of this like what it actually does is elevate you're this asking person.
0: for permission you're asking for permission to ignore this person forever when,
1: or you're asking everyone else to join you in your opinion of this person yes right? validate that i that i think this person shouldn't be Famous, right? That's what it that's what it really boils down to more often than not. It's like this person shouldn't be famous because I don't agree with their opinion. And on no matter which you side know, you sit on, that's a stupid way to look at it.
0: You know what's funny about that? There I'll give you two examples. I think the the uh, the comedy community mm-hmm. is shitting all over cancel culture. Yeah. Because they they, they Blatantly challenged they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get canceled for this." I'm gonna say it anyway, and nothing happens. Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, like I could probably go down a list of comedians who are like, they, I think they laugh in the face of cancel culture. And then secondly, I just think that, um damn it, I forgot my, I'm getting, getting old. Turn it into me. Like, this is the day that, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 here God. it is. Cancel culture is going to become a ethnic battle line. Interesting. Why do you think that? I, I think, I think it's because, it's because, because like the people that are, are supposedly being canceled or companies that are quote unquote canceling mm-hmm. things or the people that are talking about canceling so much are predominantly conservative and I don't know what they're conserving people. They are trying to associate, quote-unquote, cancel culture with certain groups and demographics of people. Not so much the issue anymore, right. but groups of people. Yeah,
1: the, the left tries to cancel everything, right? That's, not even no, the left. No, but I'm just I'm saying pick, that the, that's the, the, the verbiage coming out of, like, the ultra-conservatives and stuff like that. It's like, the, you know.
0: Yeah, they're pick, but they're, the targets they're picking are predominantly, they're particularly not white. That's that's the mm. thing, I'm starting to know, I'm starting to notice that a lot more. Not because I want to, but because it's a damn well, fact. Well,
1: and because yeah, well, it's, they're racist. It's <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> so, not so not all conservatives. Sur- Just to be clear, I'm not calling all conservatives racist. I'm not calling all Republicans racist. I'm not even calling all members of Look, the GOP we're, racist. We're, we're,
0: like. We're gonna stop doing that. If you're racist, you're racist. Yeah, if you're racist, racist you're you, racist. You and if
1: if, if that comment offends you, then you're probably racist too.
0: I personally don't like cancel culture because I, I don't think it's a culture. I think it's a you're, it's a permission set. It's like if I don't want to if I don't want to fuck with Ted Cruz, I don't fuck with Ted yeah. Cruz. I don't need your permission for it. I, I don't need you to sign up yeah. for it. Um, there's companies I don't fuck with. I don't give him my money. Period. Well, it's like
1: uh, the quick hits from last week where we were talking about the senators that shared the tweet of Zelensky, and you were like, yeah. "What are you doing? Don't give him, don't give them <laughs> any, you know." And I know you weren't like, "Chris, you need to cancel them with me," but you're like, "No, man, I wasn't even going to say anything because I didn't want to give them my due <laughs> yeah. and or you know, like my attention and." I hope everybody enjoyed the fact that I blurred out Marco Rubio's face and put a question mark over it after we'd already shown his face because that's the style of humor that I have. Like,
0: uh, yeah, it's. But you see my point, though, right? You're asking for permission. You want people to support you and 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 support you in your decision to not do something. I'm like, I don't need your fucking permission to do it. It's like Kanye West. Like, I'm so, I'm I thought tired we weren't going to talk about, talk about, about him <laughs> anymore.
1: Last week you said, can we talk but, about Kanye West and then stop? And here he is again, <laughs> talking about Kanye West. No, it's fine. You can talk about Kanye West. I don't care.
0: So people are legit trying to go after his bag. Like, yo, they're calling Gap. They're calling, uh, I think, he's, the Adidas deal with his, the yeah. Yeezys. They stop making them shoes because they're ugly as shit right. anyway. Just um, stop
1: listening to his music. Like, don't buy the stupid yeah, streaming
0: device for
1: two hundred dollars to and listen to Donda. Don't like, buy it It's not that big a deal. Donda two. Donda two. Excuse me.
0: Yeah, it's it's not that important, yo. And it's like I, I don't want to come up It's like look, I don't have a remedy for can, quote unquote cancel culture, but I can tell you this: you can't convince me to fuck with a guy if I don't want to fuck with a guy. Phrasing. And that's what can- uh, phrasing. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's what can- cancel culture is kind of like. your like. I want to get all my friends to not yes.
1: like you. Yeah. I,
0: to- I tell people all the time. I just don't like so-and-so.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, right. Like, I because all it really boils down to is it's your opinion. Like, And you don't have to validate your opinion. Your opinion can just be your opinion. And if it's a stupid-ass opinion, then people are probably going to tell you it's a stupid-ass opinion. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, even if everybody tells you your stupid ass opinion because you didn't like that movie or whatever, you don't like this actor, you know, you don't think he should be in these movies. Like, all right, whatever. That's my opinion. Why do I need anybody else to agree with me?
0: Yeah, I don't necessarily I don't need people to sign off on what I say or what I don't say. Unless I feel like I'm fundamentally wrong or there's something inside me is like, yo, you're off on that. Then I'm like, I don't care. Like I don't, I didn't like. I don't like Tyler Perry's movies. I like Tyler Perry as a business and what he does for people in, in yeah. Georgia, what he's done for the community there. I don't like his movies, and I'll tell him like yeah, I'm not going to watch Medea do shit. I just no, I, think but I don't. I don't fuck that, with that
1: one scene from Black AF, like that changed my whole perspective on Tyler Perry.
0: Yes, I like Tyler Perry. No, no, no. no I know. I, don't but like I, his I was product. in the same. I was yeah. kind of like. Uh,
1: Tyler Perry. And not that I was like, hey, everybody, let's not watch Tyler Perry movies because who the fuck's going to listen to me about Tyler Perry movies? Uh, but I watched that and I was like, oh. Yeah, man, like who fucking cares? Like he doesn't care. Yeah. If If people enjoy his movies, let them enjoy his movies. Like if you don't sure. enjoy his movies, don't go watch his movies. But you don't have to convince people to not go watch his movies. Just like those people don't have to convince you to go
0: watch his movies. It's not... And I think I think that's a that's a slippery slope that we're on. It's not about that we. Uh, it's not even picking sides anymore. It's like you're trying to convince people to it's believe. It's the what homogenization
1: you of opinion. That's what it really boils. Yep. That we're trying to make everybody have the same opinion so that we eliminate conflict, and we can all just agree everything is the same. We all feel the same way. Like, all right, do you ever? Uh, shit, The Giver. Do you ever? I, no, sure. I know. Do you ever read the book The Giver? <laughs> No. no, maybe it's not The Giver. What's it about? Let me make sure that I know what I'm talking about.
0: See, ladies and gentlemen, now he's, like, bringing up books. No, 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 the no, no but it was, it was also a movie. It was
1: also a movie. But I read a no, book before I saw the no. movie. Um,
0: so okay. it basically... That doesn't... I don't I don't read uh, fiction books. Okay. Like, I just... That's, that's just right. not my thing. I
1: forgot. Yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. I just need, like, a quick synopsis so I can explain to people...
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen while he's looking for the book if you haven't watched Vikings please watch Vikings please catch up.
1: right, here's so there's a a boy who lives in a seemingly idyllic world of conformity and contentment where everybody does the same stuff everybody dresses the same they all live in the same style houses they all like there is no disagreement essentially they have eliminated disagreement in this and, and so everything is the same Right, People are slightly different, That's obviously, because so... there's still people. But yeah, like essentially it becomes boring as hell. Like, and, boring. and there's this character who basically passes on the past knowledge of each generation to the, a new giver. People are assigned their jobs in this. You don't get to choose what you become. You're assigned a job mm. going forward in the future. Jeff Bridges was in the movie, so I watched it. It was fairly bad. The movie was not good. The book is really entertaining. It's not a very long book. Um, but it's just it it's it's basically it sounds a lot like what people some people and everybody it's, it
0: sounds like Trump Trump's America
1: but not even Trump's America because I think there are people on both sides who want to create this conformity. You're right. I don't
0: I, I don't disagree. I think that the extreme on the left and the extreme on the right are 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 fucking annoying. Yeah. Um
1: and all of those of us I, in I the wanna, middle somewhere, right? I'm not saying we're all smack we're, dab we're, in the middle. We're, we're quiet as f- Come well, and not every... n- not all of us. I mean, we're pretty fucking loud, but uh, you and me. <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, but I think, yeah, I,
0: I think a massive But where are the rest of I, you? Get actually... on
1: our bandwagon and join us in our opinions that everything sucks except for the things that we like <laughs> and everything is great except for the stuff that that's we not, don't. No, I know that's not what we're saying. That's... This is... Yeah, that's, Mark yeah, I, I would never, of... I don't want to,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I want to make sure like people, I'm like, yeah, that guy really said, like, I did not say that.